And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast, live from the nest. This sleep dog with a big hawk. What's up, everybody? Coming at you from the nest. Super excited today. Uh, a lot of storms brewing up outside. Uh, so are the hurricanes, man. I'm excited for this podcast. We got a lot coming at you, and uh, I'm ready to go. Who are you? I'm the Hulk. I'm the big Hulk. There it is. We need to get the bird sounds in. Uh, yeah, dude, NBA playoffs. Celtics beat the shit out of the Heat last night. Warriors going to beat the shit out of the Mavs tonight. Hurricanes going to beat the shit out of the Rangers tonight. Uh, Jimbo Fisher might beat the shit out of Nick Saban. Uh, Top Gun's coming out. JT beat the shit out of everybody in the PGA Championship. Uh, Tiger didn't. We're going to get into all that. Uh, First things first. uh, Heat Celtics series tied 2-2 after last night. I fell asleep after it was about 24-1. I think it legitimately was 18-1. Celtic or the Heat didn't score a field goal until there was 319 left in the first quarter. Their five starters, I saw that Stephen A. Smith was like going off about this. Their five starters last night scored 18 points. And uh, who was it? Someone off the bench. Oladipo outscored all the starters. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. They were on the road. It seems like every game in the playoffs – like whatever happens to that game, everybody freaks out. Like that's that's just the end of the world. But I don't know, man. They didn't look good. Harrow was out, but Hero has played like shit the whole series. Um, how much of it did you see? What are your thoughts? It's two two. I forget who the hell we picked. But who you got now? All right. Um, well, first of all, who do I have winning the series? Man. I don't man sleep. I think it's gonna be the Celtics. Um, I'll, I'll say this. The reason I think that, one, they have momentum. Two, I think their guys are playing really hard. Uh, the only issue I have is I think Marcus Smart is out with another injury. Uh, he's been dealing with some injury. Uh, he was out, I think, the first game, and they got they took a shellac in, in Miami. Um, but, no, in all honesty, you know, what, what this comes down to is I, I'm not sure if it's a playing hard thing, but – you know, Miami has this tough nose, well-coached, like hard-playing team, and they've always had that rep with Spolstra and um, Pat Riley down from the get. And the Celtics are a very balanced team, but they are playing very hard. Uh, I'm not sure if they do beat uh, the Heat without Marcus Smart, uh, the Defensive Player of the Year. I think he is a huge key. I think he is the you know, kind of the glue guy for their team. But if, um, you know, Brown and Tatum get get going, you know, and then Al Horford comes in there and plays like he has, um, I think they're going to win. I think they – I don't know if they're more talented, but I do think that the Celtics give more of an issue to the Warriors than the Heat would. And I think it would be a better finals if the Celtics made it. I think the Celtics are a better team. I'm rolling yeah, with them. I think so too. Uh, I, honestly, I can't remember who I picked. I don't think I picked the Heat because I just don't – You know, I, lo- I love Jimmy Butler. He's a, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I just don't think they have it. Last night, like Jalen Brown went 5-20. of 20. Uh, I think they shot like 40% from the field, less than 30% from three. This is the Celtics. And like – Still one going away by 20 without Marcus Smart, defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. So um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, I guess, because they'll probably go back. What is what is it in the playoffs? Is it 2-2-1-1-1? One, one, one? 
two, two, um, your favorite one, 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 one. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> equals yeah. seven. Uh, yeah. So so they'll go back to Miami. You got to think they'll win that. If they don't, it's over. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, man. I think the Celtics are going to come out of that one. Um, and there's not a lot. I mean, it's weird too because that series is like highly competitive, really good teams, um, really good players. But I don't know, man. It's just kind of a boring series to watch. Like it's like the, to me, the I enjoy I enjoy watching the Celtics. Um, I actually really enjoy watching uh, Tyler Hero too. Um, the guy can get going and he can get hot. Um, there are some things I like about I like watching Kyle Lowry. I played with him. Um, but I do like watching the Heat. They've been traditionally, like I said, a hard playing team, and I like that style. But um, I like watching the Celtics. Um, you know, a little bit of that, the reason I like Marcus Smart, I mm-hmm. like how gritty he is. I like how hard he works, and it's good to see that. I also like Al Horford. Yeah. Um, you know, solid vet that which – to me, these vets that make up a huge deal in the locker room and in all sport, I think it's kind of, you know, people really haven't valued that as recently. Yeah. And what you're starting to see is, you know, in times like Al Horford breaking out and having good games, being consistent, I think he's been a huge key uh, for the Celtics this year. Uh, but also, to me, the most mind-blowing thing is the Celtics are about ready to blow it up midseason. They were about That's to right. trade off yeah. some of the players. And then where they are at today is unbelievable, and it's uh, very surprising. And they're a well balanced, you know, they're playing playing well right now. They look strong, man. And you're right about about matching up with the Warriors. But dude, I don't know who's going to stop them. Uh, I mean, Luca, he's got 42 games in a row, and then sniffed it. Now, they, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I think they came close to game four last. You know, that like little sleep dog fell asleep and uh i was like well damn man i was gonna get him a game in i woke up and they hadn't uh one thing i do know is jonathan Kaminga hasn't sniffed the court uh since it started but uh yeah that that series is way over that ends tonight as we're recording this um i don't see i don't know how they're still in dallas but that game that shit's over uh you may if you're lucky see the mavs get a win just because the warriors don't give a shit but uh, yeah, I don't understand how anybody's gonna stop the Warriors because I still don't even think that they're like they're like playing that well yet. Yeah, I think they're coming together. I think Steph's kind of getting his rhythm back. You know, obviously uh, he was out for a long period of time right before the playoffs, getting an injury. Clay Thompson, uh, he's dealing with being out for two years and coming back this year. But Jordan Poole has stepped up, been big for the Warriors. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is playing like unbelievable on both ends. And I think he's done about as good of a job as anybody on Luka. He's been physical. He's athletic. Stayed in front of him. And they've done a good job regardless of him scoring 40 and putting up Really good numbers, but I mean, this series over. I mean, uh, Theo, we got some Tar Heels on the, on the uh, the Mavs. We got uh, Reggie and Theo, but yeah, did you see the interaction with Theo and the ref? Yeah, because didn't didn't wasn't Theo one of the reasons why they got fined a hundred grand because he won't sit down? Yeah, he was, but also he wore the same color, like he wore a white shirt. Very very obvious that the Warriors uh. were wearing white <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> And uh, the ref, Mark, Mark Davis, who actually, all the crap I talk about these refs, who's a very good official, came over and he said, hey, can you change your shirt before the game? And he's like, 
like kind of went back. Yeah, yeah. He's like, listen, I'll even buy it for you. He's like, just bring me the receipt. And (laughs) sure enough, he didn't change that shirt. Um, If I'm a ref, I love Theo. I love Theo to death. But you better believe you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If I come out there and you tell me you're going to change that shirt, but you didn't, I I know the way I'm built. There would be one or two calls that were pretty, you know, could have gone either uh, way. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah and that's, I do think he stepped on the line. You yeah. know, sleep that that happens in sport. Yeah. If you oh, piss off yeah. a ref, you know they're human too, just like us. You piss off a ref the right way, dude. I'll never forget. I was in a Legion baseball game in high school, and I'm like, you know, in high school you're like all amped up on emotion and shit, and what is it called when you start hitting? Uh, not puberty. Adrenaline? But no, like when your um, your hormones or something. Puberty? No, that's it's post puberty when you're in high school. But you know, you're all Libido. like worked up about. Yeah, probably your libidos. And uh, dude, I just what's that? You talking about adolescence? Oh, I thought you said guitar lessons. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, dude, I'll never forget, man. I was like all emotional, like pissed off, you know, with an attitude in some game. And, you know, I'm pitching and the, the the umpire is just like bullshit, right? And I'm like being demonstrably uh, sort of like letting everybody know that I think this umpire is terrible. His calls are horseshit. And umpire, especially when you're a kid, man, an adult ain't trying to get shown up by a damn 16-year-old, Right. Dude, I'll never forget. It's one of those weird. You know how you remember like weird stuff, and it's just like a frame in time that for some reason you remember that of all the things. Dude, I poured one dead down the middle. I mean, dude, I threw a pitch that was geometrically perfect over across the middle of the plate into the strike zone, and the fucking umpire just stood there and goes, "Ball." And I was like ready to lose my mind because yeah, dude. And that the point there is like it's 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 human. Like these guys probably. I'm you know, not the guy was pissed at Theo, right? But like that that definitely happens. And I just <laughs> dude, I was ready to like he got me. He went up to me because I had been you know trying to show him up on purpose, honestly, because he did suck. And then he's like, I'm in control here. Uh, and you you remember that sometimes. But yeah, I mean that's it's this is a game within the game. They call it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude, Jordan did it great. Like my favorite clip that you see now going around on Instagram every now and then. Is uh is that little short ref when when Jordan was saying he was complaining to him, and he said uh he said something like, I didn't did he did he do it I believe you Michael you know he's like mm-hmm. messing with him and like I just wish, you know they had more access back then and there were more clips like that to see MJ interacting with the refs because dude. I mean, you gotta admit, like, if you're a referee during during like MJ's heyday, if I'm a referee, dude, I'm yeah, I'm giving Jordan a call because I love Jordan. Yeah, and you know, sleep. There's something to be said about that, and I feel like if you've been in the league for twenty something years, you know, obviously that was when MJ was playing with the Wizards. I know you're, I know what what you're talking about. Um, you know, these guys build relationships over time. Oh yeah, and so the thing is that I don't like is when I watch these playoff games, clearly Draymond Green should have been kicked out of numerous games. He gets one technical, and this guy is just – I love Draymond. I've said this. I think he works hard. He's better than anybody thought he would be, and he's a champion, not taking anything away from him. But if somebody on the bench were to come into the game and do what he's been doing to the refs and the way he talks to them, 
it, it wouldn't even make it to a third conversation. They would already be in the locker room. And it's kind of like, you know, when you cheat in the NCAA, like, you know, let's just say Kentucky cheated. Well, South Dakota State gets penalized. Yeah. And why is that? Because uh, they're not Kentucky. Right. And I've seen a lot of that. And the only thing I, I'm complaining about these refs is right now is Draymond is just been going all after he gets his technical, he's just blah, 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 blah. But the quickest whistle is from when a role player asks a ref or yeah. doesn't have the relationship, he's not worthy of the conversation. So I think that that should be somewhere, you know, there should be some level playing field there. Yeah. And uh, I've always said this too, and you know, I've, I'm hard on refs. Well, they make a lot of money in professional uh, sports as well. Uh, we're not just talking about player contacts, contracts. You look at some of these refs and what they make. Uh, there's a reason why they're making these big time uh, calls and decisions, but they, to me, sometimes have the biggest ego in all sports. Oh, totally, dude. I have a picture. I met Joey Crawford in the airport once. I have a picture with Joey Crawford, the bald referee. Mm -hmm. Remember him? Oh yeah. Uh, you couldn't say nobody could talk to Joey. Quickest whistle. I in said the something to him because it was during the Eastern Conference Finals, while the while LeBron was on the Heat. And something had happened, and I even asked him. I was just like, I know it's Joey Crawford. Like, I was like, I even said something to him just in lighthearted. And he was like, Oh, you're one of the, like, he was cool. He's a very cool guy. Took a picture with me, mm -hmm. like, chatted with me a little bit about, because the other thing about a guy like that is like, dude, that's a cool career. Even though you're, you're, I mean, you are there, especially if you're him or, or an upper echelon referee, dude. Like, you are on the floor for literally like every historic moment. Doesn't matter if LeBron makes it or Kobe makes it or Steph makes it or Jordan makes it. Like you're there for all of them. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, it's like not only are you getting paid a lot of money, you ain't working a whole lot, right? <laughs> and when you do, um, it's like the one, one hell of a work environment. On Draymond, though, like Draymond is a guy that I used to hate. I used to despise Draymond Green, mainly because I was a LeBron fan. And you know, I hated the Warriors because, you know, they were sort of the nemesis while LeBron was with the Heat mainly. But Draymond is someone that I have come to like so much. And I think, and a lot, I'm not even just, like, I think mm -hmm. I, I really like Draymond now. Um, and I think that benefit of the doubt comes less about him just, uh, I think, over time, you just get to know players better, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and um, in his case, people are probably understand it's it's almost like you know you argue with a friend or a relative differently than you would argue with you know someone you don't know that well right like you know you can get in a heated argument with somebody you're really close to but if you get in a heated argument with some dude on the sidewalk like that's because you don't like that motherfucker mm -hmm. or you don't know him or whatever so i think there's 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 a certain element to that about why draymond and maybe some other guys but i'm with you that doesn't justify you know okay give him a longer rope but don't crucify the kid that's like, hey, yeah. what, why, why was that a foul? Um, or even, you know, you see guys react. And as a ref, you have to know, like, there's got to be like a clock in your head where when a guy gets a bad call, he has to have like one or two seconds, just as long as it's not offensive or physical, to just really flip out. They have that. They, implement, they? they implemented that when I was in the uh, NBA. So you're allowed a reaction, which okay. you're not allowed. You're not allowed to throw a punch. So yeah, well. back in the day, like, and I'm talking about just in the air, air punch. Ah, okay. 
and that was taken away. That's an automatic tech because huh. I think there was a ref that got cold clocked by an air punch. <laughs> uh, and then you're not allowed to, when they make a call, this to, hair's thick. to sprint all the way down to the other end of the court. Okay. That is something that they specifically said. No air punch and then no like just running as hard as you can towards the other bench. Huh. You can do like, oh, or yeah. shit, or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously if you go, fuck you, what? Boom. But there's your T. But it, you know you're you're allowed that quick reaction. But I've always wanted to be a ref, and if there's some guy that I played with that just talked all this shit, I would love just to sit there, blow my whistle, stare him right in his face, and then do the slow T. Boop. <laughs> Dude, it's just, all about the motion of it too, man. Like the guys that are just like tap Dude, the T. And then point like all militaristically, dude, it's the best, man. Like the call, you could tell how pissed the ref is by the way he tees somebody up. And and then you got sometimes the guys do the whole hand tee and sometimes you got the two finger tee, like where they just, just tap it and just ring them up, dude. It's like, there's so much between the lines of like the passive aggressiveness and the body language of the oh, team. Dude, my, my favorite clip, you guys seen the Rasheed Wallace clip where he's staring at the ref? Probably. I don't uh, It's, I don't know it's all head. over. I know Pablo's seen it. He just sits there and stares at this ref, just like just staring at him. And then the ref goes, boop, that's it. You're gone. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the uh, Steve Smith, his teammate uh. at the time, comes over and the ref's like, he was trying to intimidate me. He was staring at me. I told him <laughs> to stop. He's out of here. And I just loved it. I love that is a that is a oh, hilarious shit, clip to me, and, and then the funny part is, Rasheed still staring at him the whole time. <laughs> dude, that would be the best guest to get on here is Rasheed Wallace to talk about getting technicals. So you know he's a basketball coach at Jordan High School here locally, right? He was. Is, is it? He's is in it? Memphis now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Like like University of Memphis. University of Memphis with with uh, Penny? Penny. Yep. Whoa. Dude. And Larry Brown's on that staff. I always thought he'd be a great addition to UNC staff. I thought he's the kind of guy that would transcend generation so like younger kids he could relate to a lot i think he's got a great personality um i think kids would love him he's good with families yeah you know i i think he'd be good for any any program dude i always and, wanted him to be the coach at unc i mean dude, guys don't be wrong like you know, we love hubert but i think in a you know in a vacuum dude rasheed wallace as head coach at unc would be so such a different vibe like could you imagine like at the duke game rasheed would be kicked out in the first 30 seconds i i think rasheed's reputation doesn't really match my interactions with sheed you know i think he's like uh he's a very nice guy he's yeah. he's pretty quiet keeps to himself uh when i've been around but i mean i think I think he'd be good for any program. Dude, I mean, yeah. his basketball knowledge and his experience and the way he connects, uh, you know, with younger kids and, you know, obviously he's going to have that, you know, they're going to value his opinion because of what he's done. But, you know, I, I think she would be great. Dude, he did a basketball camp. When I lived down in the eastern part of the state, he came down and did a basketball camp for us at the Boys and Girls Club. And when I knew – I mean, a UNC fan, I mean, I'm, I'm like – all pumped that Sheed's coming, right? And our, our business I worked for was like putting on this camp and then arranged it and everything. And um, he showed up driving his own, drove himself from Durham, which I mean, like Sheed's not, 
you know, like the president or anything. But I guess, I don't know. I just assumed that somebody else was going to be, you know, driving him and that he was going to be a nice ass car. He was in like a 1994 Ford Bronco. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I drive this thing because it's big. You Still know? got it. Yeah, dude. It was great, man. He was such a like humble guy and really, really, uh, really nice. And um, I enjoyed One of my best stories about Sheed was. Um, when uh, Flynn had that water issue. Oh, dude. He wrote that article. It was fucking awesome. I hadn't seen it, but somebody called me, and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going over. Someone from the program, I'm going to help Sheed with something real quick. I was like, what's up? And he's like, well, Sheed loaded up a U-Haul with yep. all water, mm-hmm. and he's driving up to Flint. Yep. I was like, really, man? That's great. And uh, he does a lot of stuff for the community. Handed that shit out himself. Just goes on not, like, doesn't do it for, you know, doesn't publicize it, but he does a lot for the community. So he wrote an article about that in the Players' Tribune, mm-hmm. and it's one of the best, like, sports articles I've ever read. And because he talked about how these people in Detroit, like, supported the team, and they're, like, always there giving them all this stuff, and, like, here they are. And, uh, like, he talks about, and it's very not about, him it's very much about the city of detroit what those people had to go through and stuff and he talks about how in detail how awful the water like it, it, the, the the article was so enlightening as to the problem which was something i was like really this is really what's going on and he was like these people like quote he said and they still had to pay their fucking water bill and that's when you're just like what like he's explaining that this water is dirty like brown and the city admits they can't fix blah, blah, blah. There's all these problems, but they're still making people pay for it. And, dude, he goes around. He loaded that truck up and went around with uh, cases of water and was just handing them out to people, dude. And that that was – you got to just look it up. It, it's easy to find. If you're listening, look that article up. Do yourself a favor. Take 10 minutes. Read it. And whether you like Sheet or don't like Sheet, you'll you'll respect what he did there. Love him. One of my favorite Tar Heels. Dude, yeah. We uh, we got to get him on here at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, could get anybody, but uh, Sheet would be <laughs> – Anybody be good, uh, but she would be great. So, um, PJ Championship, Big Hawk, oldest trick in the book, just JT, 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 picks JT every single time. What happens? JT wins. Guess who was right? Big Hawk was right. Guess who was wrong? Uh, I wouldn't have been wrong if it wasn't for uh, uh, old, old Tiger's Eldrick's leg, but you know, he looked uh, volatile. I'll say he started out hot, ended cold, one under round two, put up a sl- dude. I he started looking like me on Saturday, and then all of a sudden he started hobbling a little bit, and I'm like, I don't know, Tiger. Like, what is this? All of a sudden, this shit get bad. Like, come on, bro. But it's kind of like when you take that test back in high school, college. You just you just put B every time, and then you've <laughs> got to get one of these answers right. <laughs> So JT by default he's my B, but uh, nah man I was happy. Apparently there was a huge I didn't watch much of it, but a meltdown or something meltdown. Yeah, and uh, old Tiger, Tiger usually doesn't pull out, but he um, <laughs> dude, come on man, hey man, uh, <laughs> you teed that one up for me. Oh man, uh, honestly <laughs> when I saw you put that on the board, I've been thinking about that the whole time. Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know what, man? I've always had this saying. When Tiger plays bad, these injuries kind of get embellished a little bit. Yeah. And I, I've always said it. Like, let him get to Sunday in the lead. You know, on that back nine, few holes to go. Whatever. He's going to embellish. I mean, he, I, I told somebody, I mean, 
the Masters, I mean, if Tiger makes it to Sunday and he's in contention, he's going to be crawling mm-hmm. on the 18th hole just for – like it's just something about the fans. They just eat that up. Oh, yeah. I and, love Tiger, to be fair. I love Tiger, but you're exactly right, dude. I know that motherfucker. And when, this, when the camera is on – He's like using his driver like he like he he just pipes one like three thousand yards and then like leans on the shafts of the driver like <laughs> hobbling down to the like dude come on man it's like saving private Ryan out there it's yeah I'm with you man it's like all right buddy he um, needs to do what John Daly did get a cart oh yeah. my god I didn't realize he still had that like how does John Daly get to ride around in a golf cart the dude just uh, doesn't even give a it's damn. like you're purposely the least healthy human being in America, which I'm fine with, you know, do your thing, dude. Uh, I don't get the shtick. Like John, people love John Daly. I think John Daly's dipshit. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I don't think there's, he's made, he's made a good amount of mistakes. I love his story though. I do. I, I love the fact that he came in as like the sixth guy, you know, as a replacement. And he actually, Found a way, like he was a sixth guy on in line, something along those lines, and oh, that, that U.S. Open, yeah, that's yeah. How he I got mean, his dude, a talented break. guy. I guess I just, you know, and who's to say whether he's, you know, he gets to live life how he wants to live it, just like the rest of us. But dude, the whole golf cart thing is like, how has this guy got an exemption for a fucking golf cart? Dude, that guy could walk around a golf course, just not even playing golf. I don't think he. I don't it. think so, dude. No chance. Did y'all see the? Um, there was a tweet that talked about. In 18 rounds of golf, he smoked 21 cigarettes, yeah. ate 12 packs of peanut M&Ms, had 12 Diet Cokes. Yeah. How is he not dead? Like, exactly. And then the guy gets to ride around on a golf cart because of that. It's like everybody else that is, like, legitimate. Like, remember Jason Day, like, rolled his ankle. Or Tony Finau that time in the before the Masters, he, like, pops his ankle out of the socket. And this dude's, like, Tiger, when he beat uh, Mediate. Like, he had a fracture in his leg. Like, nobody else is going around. And this mm. dude eats M&Ms too much for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack in between. And so he gets to ride around on a golf cart because he's – too fucking lethargic to 21 walk. cigarettes in a round? Oh, God, dude. Sleep. I've disgusting. never smoked one cigarette Me in my life. I've never life. taken a puff. In entire life. I've had, you know, I like, I like cigars. Yeah, cigar fat. But I can't imagine dude. the, like, the buzz that a cigarette, like, I used to chew a little backy back in the day as I well, bet unfortunately. If you mistake. an old gas station and went to, like, tear it down. And part of that was you had to unbolt the toilet from the floor. Could you imagine the stuff that would be like underneath of that? Oh my god! I bet that's what John Daly's lungs look like. Oh my god! I mean, just black mold. I bet. I bet there is a new species of disease inside that guy's lungs that has never been explored before. And when he dies, you know, the government will bottle it up and use it as a secret warfare weapon against in a Cold War scenario. <laughs> you so know what? Sense. Sleep, I think he's gotten unhealthier as the years have gone on. <laughs> like, usually, like, people, <laughs> like, they see a doctor, 
as they get older, they're like, hey, man, you might die here in a year yeah, or two. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to up a Dutch. I'm going to up I'd like up. to shake I'm that gonna, doctor's hand. I'm going to smoke more, drink more, and you know what? I'm going to go as hard as I've ever done. Mm. Like, well, buddy, you're going to be here. And I, I, bet, yeah, I bet his doctor is amazed every year that he comes back to him. If he has one, like, how in the hell did you make it another I year? I guess on one hand, like, I appreciate and respect it because it's like, man, if I really like him, and I like ice cream a lot, right? I like pizza. Um, there's a certain part of me that wants pizza every now and then. I'm like, all right, I'm going to skip it, you know? Um, very rare, but on occasion. Because, I'm like, it's not healthy, you know? Well, just mm-hmm. imagine if I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. And, like, I'm going to live a life that is purely about satisfaction. <laughs> and I think that dude's probably case in point, and he's still here. And when, I, when I'm going to start asking questions is, I mean, how old is John Daly? He's got to be, he's got to, well, he can't be I 60. I bet he's 62. I bet he's a lot younger than you think he, I bet he's 52. John Daly is 56 years old. Okay, right in the middle, split the uprights. I was closer without going over. Um, 56, wow. He looks right about 56 too. I mean, he looks like a damn beluga whale, but other than that, <laughs> he's, he looks right about 56, I guess, if I had to peg it. Um, no way he's 62 because he's on tour. Yeah. Not the senior tour, is he? I don't know. He's on regular tour. I don't I don't know how. Like, he's not finishing in these top. Yeah. I mean, how does he even get there? I guess I don't, I I guess don't know when if he has an exemption. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. But it's hilarious. You know, if he does, whatever he's getting, however he's getting on, he's going to do it till he dies. Best part is when he starts hauling around oxygen tank on the golf course. Oh he's going to be the God. first guy to complete a major <laughs> with an oxygen tank. <laughs> and, and he's probably going to shoot under par doing as much shit as I'm talking about John Daly. I can't beat his ass at golf. I can beat him in a foot race, though. Um, anyway, we didn't speak very much about JT. How many majors has he won now? Two. Two? That's it? You'd think he'd win a lot more. He's finishing the top ten of a bunch of them. I love that guy. I like him too. He has a lot of emotion. He's I can't go all in because he's kind of a dookie. But Ah, oh, that's right. He's what got this. Have you shit. seen his new apparel that he wears? Uh-uh. Well, didn't he lose the Taylor made deal or something? There's a polo deal. Oh, polo deal. Yeah. And why did he lose that? Because he said he, he the, made the, some homophobic, the slanderous yeah. F word. Yeah. Um, but Man, I like that. I, the only problem is I looked online at some of that golf gear he wears. It's like $300, $400. Who is it? Uh, it's a wolf-looking thing. It kind of looks like a pack sign. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, never really been into his sort of that that uh, that type of golf attire. Um, but love JT yeah. as a golfer. I forgot about the Duke thing. Like him a little less now, but that dude's 160 pounds soaking wet and just pipes it. Imagine playing golf with a guy like that. Just one time. Just like nine. Imagine getting matched up with a guy for nine holes that just strikes it like that. Well, they say Rory's teensy. Yeah. And I, I think in golf, it kind of helps your swing be a little more consistent because you yeah. don't see many big golfers. That's what I took away when I watched the U.S. Open last year. I miss Phil sleep. I I, I, gotta I still don't understand what he did. And that, maybe that's a bad thing to say. I just I, I genuinely don't quite understand like he like for all i know this is where i'm coming from on it is an an uneducated seat so if he did something like really bad forgive me because i genuinely don't know apparently he's he gambled away 40 million dollars what yeah 
Yeah, I can't believe you don't know about this. I don't know anything yeah, about this. He just this. came out with a book, I think, but he he's in like he has lost $40 million in gambling debt. And apparently a lot of people that were close to him can't get in touch with him. Ooh. And there's like a lot of rumors about like he may be on the run. I don't know. It's like weird stuff. Holy shit. This just got fucking interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I had no idea. I thought it was because of whatever he said about PJ Tour. Yeah, I think that might have something to do with it, but also there's some gambling and some other issues. But it is a weird because you don't see him like he's not active. He hasn't been, you know. Yeah, he like in the backs out all these tournaments. And he like, said that he, um, you know, he was really adamant about how they don't get any of their like own rights and stuff. So I thought that the the, 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 the PGA just had the axe to grind with this guy, and and that's why I didn't understand. But that's dude. Now I gotta go down the wormhole. Uh, I get on 8chan or whatever it's called. Yeah, I would like to see this whole thing get resolved with him. But I'd also like to see a damn uh, Netflix documentary about him, it sounds like. Would love oh, love to see that. Wow. And if this is what his... Uh, I'm left-handed, dude. I really feel like if I put on a couple LBs, I could probably play Phil for that. You know, if they didn't, if they didn't want him. I would love to see... I mean, I, I, I can't, can't imagine how long it would take that movie to be filmed. <laughs> They'd have to start just throwing balls out there. I think... <laughs> I think I can fucking star in it, dude. I could be fucking sleep dog. It's Phil Mickelson on the silver fucking screen. Oh, you man. don't think I could pop one down the middle every now and then, dude? You've seen some guys playing sports movies, dude. You don't yeah. think they hey, could man. just manifest like my bagger vance out oh, there? Oh yeah, dude. Whop. Uh, <laughs> I think you could. I'm saying, man. Yeah, you can run just drill a ball. Absolutely, Bro, just fucking play Phil. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just that would be I, a fun role to play. Yeah, um, I could do the jump up one inch off the ground with that fuck his putter, dude. I never could like Phil. It's weird because I'm left handed golfer, so you'd think that I'd like Phil and I'd like Bubba. They were probably two of my least favorite golfers. Now as Phil's gotten older, I think he's become more endearing to people, and I I don't, I don't mind Phil. I actually on I'm, I, I, he's more on the I like him side of I don't mind him, but I never could get behind him for whatever reason. And for a large part of it was that fucking putter he's got. You ever see that thing? Hell yeah, it's old school. Yeah, film. it's like um, the I hate that thing. No, nah, I like I do. It's unique, but I mean, guy can putt. The guy is a hell of a putter. Yeah, I mean that thing is just a stanky looking. It's like you go to the damn Frankie's Fun Park and pull that some bitch off the, you know, get that in a, a <laughs> fuchsia pink fucking golf ball and fucking putt putt away. Well, man, it's better than some of these putters that have like they're just. Look like a spaceship. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, not a fan of those either. Uh, also not a fan. I didn't tell you who else ain't a fan of putters. Cam. Uh, he never found one at work. Well, he never used a different one. He keeps using making the same mistake. He keeps using that one that's uh, bent to the right a little bit. Uh -huh. uh, Hurricanes play tonight. This is game five. Four. It's game four. Four is 100 it? 100% is game four. We're up 2-1. We're in New York. <laughs> Well, game five's next. Game five is the next game. Game five is after game four. Um, and we're up 2 1. And <laughs> that's about all I know. Hey, Sleep Dog has been to all but one playoff game in Carolina. Uh, had a very good reason not to go to that one. That was game seven. We won that. And we won every single time I've been there. So, I mean. Just saying, you guys want to slide some tickets because I might be too fucking broke to go to many more of them as much as they cost. Um, but I will be there Thursday, uh, no matter what the outcome is. But hopefully, it'd be nice to be there Thursday to see a clincher 
but we got to win tonight in New York. And I don't know shit about hockey. First game, though, I could tell you we got lucky getting out of there with a win. Even I could see that. Second game, we just kicked their ass. Uh, third game, 2-3-1, we lost. Watched it. Still didn't really, you know, you know, that's about as much as I know. And um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. I don't think the Hurricanes have won a road game in the playoffs. They haven't because they won uh, in seven games in the first series, and every game that was at home, the home team won. Wow. I, I didn't realize home court advantage or home advantage in hockey is such a big deal. Ice. Home ice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, apparently. I, I listened to Barry Melrose, and what a job that guy does. Good and, Lord. you know, I think what he does is – you know, he breaks down hockey to people like me and Sleep who absolutely don't know a damn thing about hockey, and we just sit here, oh, yeah, yeah, we see that. And uh, and wears, like, <laughs> like electric blue suits. Dude, his suit was about 10 sizes too big oh, today God, when I was, was watching Sports Center. And he was like, you know why Tampa's good? And the guy the guys he's working with, he goes, oh, he was like, he starts pumping his chest because they got heart. And I was just like, man, I think I could do this one. He wears, like, those uh, – like um, Dick Tracy looking ties and shit too. Like is it like like it's a tie with a piano on it or some shit? I mean they look awful. I don't understand how like the hockey guys like the com- there's a couple of those commentators like that one dude wears those just obnoxious things. He's the one that started the whole like bunch of jerks thing, right? And um, which is I think the, this is the one thing like if you got some Hurricanes fans out here, dude, that whole bunch of jerks things. Yeah, I just gotta let it go. That shit is so corny. <laughs> um, did you you know you know what I'm talking about? You, I know what you know you're what, talking about. You know about. where it came from? No, you break it down. So I don't really know. essentially, what happened was at a certain point we started celebrating wins at home by like doing a bunch of wild shit on the ice. And one of the like real cornerstone announcers, the guy that wears these flamboyant suits all the time, is like this old school hockey head. Really didn't like it. He's like, you look like a bunch of jerks out there or something. And then the fan base just ran with it. And so now they're the team's nickname is Bunch of Jerks. That guy's not Don Cherry, is he? Yes, that's it. Yep. That's I remember. I think Fuck he, that guy. I think he's Canadian. Yeah. Eh? He's hilarious. Yeah, uh, he's just a di- Like, come on, bro. I, but he was sincere in his hate. In his, in his, that's old school hockey, man. Yeah, well. Those, you know, Canadians, man. Blue collar, uh, polite, man. Hockey players, all this stuff. Well, what he said wasn't very polite. No, but and if you don't like it, you know what you can do. You can fucking win. But that's what they like. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's his old school mentality. Yeah. I mean, he just like when you win, you win with class. I can see some old yeah. ass saying that. But and wearing a, a Mickey Mouse suit, mm-hmm. like dress like you've been there before, Chief. Eh? Yeah, I would say, you know, I agree with you. Don't dress like a pimp if you don't want to get laughed at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look, look like at a jerk. Your ass. You look like a fucking uh, idiot up yeah. there. Look like so, a circus clown. Anyway, and I mean, like, the, the one thing that I think the Canes, and I've been listening to McAfee all the time, dude. I love that guy's show. Um, I had never really even listened to podcasts that we started on and still didn't listen to much of it. But they were talking about the other day, and it was funny because they were, they were talking about the Canes, and they were shitting on PNC. They were talking about how it's like, how old it is, which uh-huh. I didn't even really think of it as old, but it's built in 99. They said that um, they were just in awe that that place seats 20,000 or like 21,000 people. For Apparently for hockey, that's just a massive stadium. And I always thought that like people around here just said this all the time that, you know, it's the loudest place. I just thought it was some bullshit that we came up with, to be honest with you. Apparently, like it's pretty universally known in the NHL that 
Hurricanes games are electric, and they are. I mean, they're awesome. I mean, For that's the playoffs. Why, yeah, well, I mean, I think that's pretty much uh, any hockey game. <laughs> Buddy, I've been to some regular season just snooze-a-thons. I ought to sponsor them, some bitches. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it was – it was. Um, they need a smaller arena. They really do. They need their own arena. Uh, or they need – like, they don't need to be using the college, um, I don't know, whatever they use. I mean, it feels like that, that arena is used for a thousand different things. Yeah. Um, they need to separate that from – they need to get a separate arena from NC State, and usually, preferably for me, 14,000 to 16,000 I think would be good. But – Well, I don't know, Big Hawk, if the damn playoff tickets get any more expensive. I don't know if anybody will be able to go. I've been – I've been. Uh, that's the thing. That's my thing is I, I, th- I think I said this last time. I don't buy season tickets. I just buy secondhand playoff tickets. I don't think season ticket holders get playoff tickets. They get, I think, I think uh, they the get rights to buy them. First priority, yeah. but, yeah, they're up there. <sighs> Lord of mercy. Um, yeah, and I worth was, it. But. it. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, but you know, if you want to bear through a whole season for what you pay for probably <laughs> yeah. a season to be a season holder, yeah, you should get the damn right to buy. You the ain't first wrong. You ought to, yeah, you ought to get at least a few, a few thrown in there. But, but you're not getting an arena now with Google and everything the way Raleigh is developing. You know, you talk about this seven years ago. You probably could have got a good deal. Now, no way. Yeah, and I think you know, there's a lot of places where there's arenas that. You know, or shared, you know, massive square. No, it, there is ton of arenas. The most all, almost all arenas are are shared, but I'm not sure how many of them are shared with the college in town. Well, I, I think the college just uses it. That's not a college stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I still don't like yeah. to me that. What well, is some NC State type shit there? You know, just, you know we're just gonna <laughs> hang all our shit in the only place, and that's why you go to a Hurricanes game. That's that's NC State's hockey team. That's mm-hmm. NC State's football team and basketball. It's all rolled into one. Because you go to a Canes game, buddy, that place is full of state fans. And good on them because they need something to cheer for. But, uh, man, they you can tell. You can tell you go in there and some of the people are like, I'm, I'm, I know what team you root for outside of hockey. Well, there's uh, a thought that they, when they're, you know, they got the new owner, Tom Dundon, I thought the thought was maybe they're going to move the team for a little bit. Uh, maybe, and sometimes I, I, I'm not educated on it, but man, it could be a leverage thing, all that sort of stuff. There's no way they take that team out of care. That team, I don't know about attendance versus your historical hockey teams, but I do know that like the fan base there is knowledgeable and loyal. And it's like you go in there sometimes and it is like, it's funny to sit near some of these people and the shit like, I'm like, dude. I wouldn't act like this at a Hurricanes. I mean, at a Carol at a basketball Carolina basketball mm-hmm. game. These people know Jacob Slavin's middle child's middle name and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, it ain't that serious. Well, but, hey, I I love them. I oh, think they yeah. do a great job. I man, I'm all I'm all for them. Dude, I like I, them. I love it. It is the most fun, dude. Um, yeah, and and it's the games are just awesome, especially when we're good and winning. Um. How are the prices in those things right now? How's a beer? Like, what's a beer? It'll make you shudder, buddy. Inflation's hitting everywhere. I don't know what's. I don't know what's. Uh, what's more expensive to fill up your tank to get there, or to fill up your tank once you're there? Yeah. Um, but they're up there. But hey, man, such is life. Um, there's. I tell you what. People in the parking lot ain't spending a lot on beer once they get inside, because you come in there, buddy, and some of them people are just going to the bathroom like me. Yeah. 
uh, get it, uh, get an aisle seat at your own risk. You know, you might want to sit, <laughs> sit in the middle. So you get standing up and down like a jack in the box. Jimbo and Nick Saban, man, you've been following this. Oh yeah, dude, we got to go to this game. October eighth, A and M at Alabama, and apparently Alabama again is just like powerhouse, which is not mm-hmm. surprising. As it stands, they're like a four. Which is, dude, this is four months, five months away, six. I don't know how long it is. They're like a like touch two touchdown favorite or something as it stands right now. But dude, this is a wild story. Mm-hmm. Like Jimbo Fisher is very publicly just dragging Nick Saban, and he's dragging him in a way that makes it sound like he knows something. And dude, the way that he is like. That bridge is burned all the way to the ground. Hundred percent. Like that'd be really interesting if, because uh, some and and here's who's here's whose mouth is watering. It's investigative reporter somewhere, New York Times, Washington Post. You know, somebody is gonna blow the NCAA wide the fuck open out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent certain of it. My first thought on this whole situation uh, is. If Nick Saban said uh, what he said about Jimbo to me or you, we'd react the same way. I mean, to think that, you know, here's Nick Saban who has made almost yes, 100% agree. $90 million from the University of Alabama just off of, just off of that. I think it's 86.4 uh, is what he's made because I looked it up through, through Alabama. That's just office salary alone. We're not talking about endorsements oh, yeah. or whatever. And to say, to get upset that somebody else is getting a piece of this money, blah, blah, blah. Well, Alabama gets whoever they want. Yeah. Oh, so now we have more of a playing field where players, you're being contested in recruiting. You're not allowed just to go out and get whoever you want. Oh, now you actually got to recruit. Now you got to be personable. Now you got to show the kids what you can do for them. Um, And then just to belittle um, Fisher by just saying, oh, he's just buying – uh, players, that's not what he's doing. Maybe he really cares about those players. Uh, he's done a pretty good job. I mean, uh, I think he was uh, – I'm not sure, but he was at Florida State, right? Yeah, yeah he was there after Bobby Jameis Winston. Yeah. He did a pretty good yeah. job with him. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of, of his former players would come out and back him up. Yeah. Uh, but you don't call somebody out like that and just, you know, not not – not res- not expect a reaction oh, of somebody yeah. of his yeah. caliber. So I like what he's doing. Well, that's like vi- – you know, they talked a lot about uh, – in the basketball playoffs, breaking the code. And, dude, that shit – and I, I agree with you 100%. Like, what Nick Saban said in a public forum, I don't know if he just wasn't thinking and let his guard down because he was in, like, some booster or some sort of civic club-type situation and somehow didn't think this shit was going to get – but, dude, that – I don't understand what the fuck he was thinking. And I absolutely agree with everything Jimbo Fisher has said – it's just to me, it's amazing. I mean, this is torched earth, dude. This guy ain't no coming back from this shit. And there's only one path forward, and that's like October eighth. Like ESPN is gonna treat October eighth as if like Mike Tyson went into a time capsule and like came out of it in his prime and is fighting somebody. You know, I mean, do they are gonna literally promote this? game like a heavyweight fight for months because when that game happens dude Mm -hmm. holy shit dude there's gonna be fights on the field everybody's like there's gonna be there are gonna be journalists from 
Timbuktu at this game trying to take pictures on the field after it's over. I mean, this this is it's hard to overstate just how serious that allegation against Jimbo was, how how serious the allegation against Saban was, and how like serious there is no coming. They these guys are not going to sit down in twenty years, and you know be like, yeah, nah, maybe maybe we got it. the emotions got the best of us, dude. They've doubled down on it, and I just, I just think that where there's smoke, there's fire, dude. Like those things that Jimbo Fisher was saying, it's almost like you kind of already knew it too, and you're thinking to yourself, like, could Saban really be dumb enough to like accuse someone of basically buying players when the perception for, has always been that Alabama's paying players? Yeah, and you know we're also talking about the guy who tested positive for COVID. In the middle of the season. Yep. And two days later, he's on the sideline. That's true. And, you know, why does why do we have these, these strict COVID policies, whether you agree with them or not? But I will tell you this. South Dakota State, their head coach isn't coaching yep. because, you know, they felt because they're following COVID protocol. But Nick Saban, as soon as he tests positive, uh, yeah, it's something wrong with the test, blah, blah, blah. Retest me, retest me. I don't give a shit. It was a high, during the height of COVID. Like, man, follow the protocols. Whether you agree with them or not, that's a different subject. But, you know, you're not the exception for everything. So you open your mouth and you say what you want, but you're going to be held accountable for your words. Uh, and I would be fired up if I was Fisher, too. And to be honest with you, I don't even have anything against uh, Nick Saban. Sounds like I hate the guy, but I'm saying both. I'm just, I love I'm watching just Alabama what play. I feel. Yeah, I love watching Alabama play. I mean, because they're good, and I don't have affiliation for anybody in the SEC except rooting against South Carolina because they think they're Carolina and they're not. But um, yeah, dude, it's just it's a wild, a wild story, and I can't wait to just see how how that shit plays out. He's the same, same, same guy. Also, that said uh, he'd never leave LSU, and like a week later, he went to Miami and Dolphins, and then quit there or some shit. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This whole thing is like a saga. Like, I don't know. But they they get they get mad at the transfer portal because yeah. some guy throws it up. Which I'm not I'm not a I'm not a big fan of a kid just entering the portal mid season uh, and just I think you should stick it out. But you know, well, the crazy thing is, is, coaches do it. You can't yeah, blame the kid. The guys have good points about the transfer portal. Like there are things that need to be fixed about it. But it's just like. Dude, you're so fucking tone deaf when you come at it the way you're coming at it, given the seat you're sitting in. Anyway, we'll be interested to see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, if, you, if y'all want to go, you got a 50-yard nosebleed seat for $550 on StubHub. Oh, boy, that's only going to get worse. You know, we probably ought to invest in that, actually. We probably ought to buy that Sleephawk Worldwide's <laughs> $502 we have, and then we'll sell it in the parking lot for five grand. Where's the game at? Tuscaloosa. Oh boy, man! Buddy. What a thriving city. I'm oh my telling god, you, beautiful. You ever drove through there? Uh, yeah, I kept on driving. Yeah, exactly. Ain't nothing <laughs> to do but keep on driving. That place is in the middle of nowhere. You feel like you're on Mars with grass out there. I drove to New Orleans once. And you just drive through all that shit. Wow, <laughs> real, real nice there in the summertime. I bet about this time of year, really, uh, really great for the old uh, allergies. I bet. Um, dude, Top Gun comes out Friday. You going to see it? Absolutely. Uh, Me neither. Not Friday. Uh, you got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe.